From Suffolk County, New York, this program is sponsored in part by WUSB, Long Island's largest non-commercial freeform radio station. Check them out at 90.1 FM or online at WUSB.FM. Previously on Writers Come Ice Cream. My name is Howard Gunston, and I want to be a writer when I grow up. I got a bad feeling about this. How our family writing started was I wanted my children to keep working during the summer at something. Accepted. I think the very first thing I said was it's not ready. I think that's what made me really get serious about it. And really what what did it was facing mortality and, and the fact that my parents had passed away. Listener, I give you the ice cream in writers, comma, ice cream. Describe the experience of Ben and Jerry's cookie dough ice cream. Cure for all ale. When I look at something visual, I just put down whatever's in my mind. And then from that, I go line by line, just following my train of thought. You open your own business. Oh, good luck. I'll support you. You wrote your own book and self-published it? Amateur. Yes, you have this publisher, but... You gotta work and you gotta do your thing. You gotta you gotta tweet, you gotta Instagram, you gotta MySpace and Friendstar. This is my line number one. It was the moment I died, and it wasn't even the worst moment of my day. First line, a stranger yelled walking past me. Last line, this was something out of a horror movie. You know, some people they, they say they talk about their next book all the time and it's I don't know if I'm gonna have next book. Star Wars, The Rebirth. I am sorry to say I don't think it's one for me. But I want to be the capital kind. How do we get there? If I kick my ass into gear and write, how do I turn this love of writing into a career? This is Writers, Ice Cream, a monthly craft talk where a pair of writers risk brain freeze to answer one question. What's it take to be a writer? Listener, welcome back. It's been seven months since we last trekked after that capital W together. Seven months since episode six about Kathy Lynn Che's career change. Why so long? Two reasons. First, I procrastinate. Why should my podcasting be any different than my writing? For that, I'm sorry. But for the second reason, it was actually the writing. As I've met with my guests this season, I've tried to take their advice to heart. And that starts with writing new material and revising old material. If my history is dotted with false starts, I wanted to finish a piece, to polish it, to publish it. The story has a lot of heart and power to it. I like starting with the suicide because it adds a lot of suspense and destroys a lot of suspense in the story. It kind of forces the rest of the story to exist in a kind of limbo. This is John Stinsey, book reviewer, poet, fiction writer, MFA student, one of the voices I've come to trust. Also, I feel like his disability slash accident might be something you could use a bit more. Listener, that's code for, dude, it doesn't work. I think this story isn't finished. This isn't to say it should continue on in the end, but I think there is an emotional and allegorical narrative that's not yet complete. If you've ever wondered what it's like to have your writing workshopped, it sounds a lot like this. Also, I think that some exposition into Juan's past would fix the pacing strangeness of a technically anticlimactic failure 
fairly plotless story. Fairly plotless. If that sounds harsh, it's not. It's true. And John wouldn't have been doing me any favors if he had dodged that central problem. I had written a short story that was a bit experimental. Not too much actually happens and very little character-wise aside from Marcus. Maybe too experimental. And is his seeming bravery at the end something positive, or is it something that bothers Juan, someone so used to running away? Listener, it's tough to hear your writing needs work, tougher still when you know it's true. It's like I showed John a mint-conditioned car, and he showed me a dented bumper I should have seen all along. It's a common place for writers, I know, but as an aspiring novelist, it's hard to believe that published novelists have been here too. Novelists like Lee Mandel. Um, I told a co-worker of mine that I had this, this fantastic novel and it's one day it's going to get published. She said, well, I, I go to a writing group. Why don't you come to a writing group? And I said, okay. So I went and they just ripped me to shreds. They, <laughs> they were like, this is, all right, well, it needs work here and it needs work there. And I went home and I cried. I did. And it took me like a week before I could pick it up again. And I said, and I, and I read it again. And then I said, they're right. This is awful. It's terrible. You know what? I want it. I want it to be good, and I'm going to write it. And then, you know, there would be suggestions. Oh, write this this week. Write this this week. It'll it'll help you with this part of writing. It'll help you with that part of writing. And eventually I totally forgot about that novel. And then I wrote other things which were much better. And I saw that as I kept writing, I got better. And then I realized you can learn from other people without them knowing that you're learning from them mm -hmm. by just paying attention to how they did something, ask them a question, well, what were you thinking about when you wrote that? And then you can put yourself in that and, and just investigate a little bit and say, well, he said that he felt really sad when he wrote that. Let me write about something that made me really sad and see where I get with it. Where Lee got with it was published. Short stories? Published. Middle grade? Published. YA? Published. Erotic romance? Published. Lee doesn't shy away from a writing challenge. This is an author who firmly owns that capital W, even if it didn't happen on the first try. First piece I ever published was um, a really, really bad story. Um, I've ripped it up since then because it should never exist. It does exist. not exist. It, 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 was, um, it was a children's story. It was a little fantasy story. Um, I've kind of fixed it up since then, so it, it became a different story, but it was about friendship and how odd ducks of sorts. I mean, they weren't ducks. One was a, a little boy who got lost in the woods, and he went into a cave to escape the storm that came, the, the snowstorm, and he met up with a, um, a raccoon, a talking anthropomorphic raccoon, and um, they became friends Aww. in the cave, and they made up stories together until the storm passed. And then they walked home together. And that got published. Well, the first version of that got published, and I was very excited. And um, actually, if I can give a shout-out to the first place that ever published me is Long Story Short. That's the name of the publisher? The, that's the name of the, the publisher, an online publisher. Yeah. They, um, they started me off because once you get published, you like it. <laughs> and you want to be published again and again and again and again. So you keep going. And go she did. He's on me like stink on two-week-old garbage. This is Lee reading from her debut novel, Frog Burgers. I block my right, dribble with my left. My eyes dart toward the hoop. I guard the ball and calculate my next move. 
my best option, keep his lanky form in my sight. Published in 2011, it's a book about a boy, a bully, middle school, and frog burgers. Sweat rolls down the side of my face. The smell of hot blacktop stings my nostrils. With the back of my arm, I wipe wet brown curls out of my eyes. Listener, as I chase my own capital W, this moment in Lee Mandel's life feels important. She's self-published and traditionally published. She writes under three different names for three wildly different audiences. And it all began here with a book for tweens. The odd story about the middle grade book was I get daily writing prompts. I, I subscribe to several online e-zines. And I get daily writing prompts from pretty much half of them. So one writing prompt was write a story about school lunch. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, I think it was 400 words that start, that was the, the basis for Frog Burgers. And I showed it to a friend of mine who at the time was not an agent, but now is quite a successful agent. And she said to me, this could be a novel. And I thought about it. And you know when you get that that little voice in your head right. that tells you, you right. could do it. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. And so I started to write, and I got the entire novel and wrote the whole thing, and then I would go back and edit it. And then it's funny because my kids would see me. I didn't have a desk at the time. I sat at the kitchen table, wrote the story, and then as I was editing, I would do all the voices. And each character had a different voice, and and my kids would walk in and go, oh, God, she's reading her novel again. Which character are you today? And I would say, well, I'm doing all of them. You want to be one? And and you could read this part. No, I'm leaving. I'm going. I'm going to watch cartoons or whatever, play (laughs) play video games. Leave mom with her crazy voices. So I self-published. I had a wonderful friend who's very gifted with the whole, you know, set up the, the format and this, that, the other thing. She did the cover for the book. Did you ever think about submitting to traditional publishers or were you I so did. determined? You did. I did. Um, and my friend, who's the agent, she was going to pick it up. And then I thought maybe it's it's not a good idea to do business with friends because I wanted to keep her as a friend. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it to get ugly if they did something that I didn't want them to do. Well, that and was a real big... Uh, yeah, it was a big deal. Testament to yeah. how much the friendship matters. Yes. Because... Yeah, it is. And as it turned out, she she's like this huge agent now, and I'm kicking myself, of course, but... But you've got the friend. You know, but I, we're still friends. You've got the friend. So <laughs> that means more, you know. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Maybe Keep karma was okay because I still got published. So, right. you know, maybe it was So you, you published that one, and then you self-published the sequel. Correct. The problem with self-publishing is the marketing. You know, I kind of stink at marketing. So, you know, although I did whatever I needed to do for Frog Burgers, I wasn't really sure what to do with the other books. So, you know, you try to get on, like, fan sites and you you give out free books or whatever it is you do, and and that's fine. And then a few people talk about it, and then it's word of mouth, Mm -hmm. and you give out swag or whatever you have to give out. Um, but there are so many people who are published now that, you know, the competition is really great. Lee speaks of her other books. Here's an example of one. Hummer, the sexual action, not the vehicle. This Three is Lee reading from her book, 15 Minutes. Talking about the men in their lives. Kathy says, so girls, I have It's carried in Barnes & Noble Patricia and on Amazon, but you won't find it under the name Lee Mandel. Kathy continues... I tried something new. Her most prolific work to date 
works of erotic romance are written under the name Ashley Royce. Silently begging for her to continue. Fifteen Minutes is a book of nonfiction advice written in vignettes. It's rather unique in the field, so much so that Limitless Publishing immediately signed Lee for a sequel. The title? Fifteen Minutes More. In three years, you've published how many novels now? If you add up all of well, your two identities. Two under my real name. Two under my real name. A trilogy under Holly James. And then I have three erotic romance Fiction novels under Ashley Royce, one nonfiction, and then I'm going to have the other one. And I actually am working on another one, which is fiction, but it's probably going to be under either my real name or Holly James because it's not not erotic romance. So talk to, like, I'm fascinated because I find it hard enough to maintain some type of a social media presence with just one name. Oh, it's exhausting. And you've got three. It's exhausting. <laughs> How do you do it? I wake up really early in the morning, I have to tell you. Um, I have three Facebook pages. I have three email addresses. I have three Twitter accounts. I have five regular email addresses. And um, I have to check all of them all the time. All the time. It's crazy. I mean, I need like a secretary just for that. <laughs> Listener, for beginning writers, the business of writing is just that, writing. It's pecking at that keyboard or scribbling on that notepad, and in that distant future, we realize there are query letters and rejections. But Lee's career takes writers, ice cream to new territory. For Lee, the business of writing is not just writing, but managing a career as a writer day after day after day. It's, it's a lot, but now that I know how quickly I can go through all of them. When, when a new book is not coming out, there's not a lot of activity on the other sites. Like when 15 Minutes was coming out, I was constantly on the Ashley Royce site because um, I actually have a website for Ashley Royce. You know, I wake up early in the morning and I get some editing done or I do some writing, not very much, and um, I check like all these email addresses and... I reward myself if, if I get it all done within a certain period of time, I play Candy Crush. Candy Crush, huh? On this podcast, we don't have any candy, but we do have a different incentive. It's time for the ice cream challenge. The flavor of this episode? Chocolate chip cookie dough. Would you dazzle us with some descriptive oh my statements gosh. about I don't know. this <laughs> specific instance of cookie dough oh my goodness i don't know because it it could get a little you okay and if anyone has earned the right to take us there (laughs) i do think it's you we could say it's creamy texture rolls across the tongue as the little bits of chocolate melt and deposit themselves underneath your tongue Oh, do something like that. I don't know. I don't know. That was I've pretty never, impressive. I've never described ice cream before, to be honest so with you. So you're one of the few so far to actually string a lot of things together into a statement I could picture reading. A lot of people okay. really just focused on specific elements of that ingredient, but you really kind of just well, piece them together. This rolling off the uh, rolling. I think it's more tongue. about the emotion involved with what you are writing. Yeah. Like if you're writing something... You really kind of have to connect with the reader on an emotional level. You can have an awfully bad written 
piece. Right. But if there's an emotional connection between the reader and the main character, then it's a success. Lee speaks of an emotional connection. It sounds so easy, doesn't it? But how do we do that? How does she do that? Let's see if we can find out. Well, then I have something I'd like to ask your help with. I will help you with anything, Hallie. So um, I have a writing prompt Okay. that I'm wondering (laughs) if you might like to do this exercise with us. So here's the deal. Listener, you know the deal by now. We're showing each of our guests this season the same visual writing prompt, putting five minutes on the clock, and seeing where they go with it. At the end of the season, we'll reveal their masterpieces and the prompt. Until then, you get to guess about what they're seeing after hearing just their first line and last line. Okay. (laughs) You are under the wire there by a minute. All right. Okay. So, uh, first of all, which of your three names... We'll be signing this original writing prompt. Oh, I don't know. Well, it can't be Ashley because it's too clean. It's too clean. So no it's Ashley. Clean, Sorry, so Ashley. No Ashley. You're bounced out. Yeah, bounced out. And it's not really children worthy, I don't think. So probably Holly. Holly. All right. Yeah. Holly. So welcome yeah. to the conversation, Holly. <laughs> Thank you, Holly. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So line one. Line one. Okay, so where does that end? Okay, so Daryl walked under the wooden structure, oblivious to what its use was. He was thinking about Angela and her hurtful words. Okay, distracted. And last line. He fell to the ground and whispered her name before he died. (gasps) It's a love story. (laughs) Oh. Oh, So where did you start with that? How did you get from line one to line whatever? No idea. Um, I guess it was stream of consciousness. I thought... I looked at the prompt, I looked at the, the photo that you showed, and I thought, I, I kind of figured out what it was used for, and then I thought, well, what would make it interesting, and kind of went from there. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Thank you for participating. <laughs> so if you want to you, sign it, I will, I, I will take it. Do you want it. me to sign it as um, Holly? Holly, yes. How long does it take you to write a novel? It depends on what the novel is. It's, you know, like Frogburgers, so I let's obsessed do, let's over. Let's do, you've got, you've written in middle grade, YA, and erotic. Yes. So how long did it take you to write a middle grade novel average? Well, that was like my first, other than the failure, the very first one. Which we shall not speak that, of. Which we will, shall not speak of. Um, uh, it, it took a while because I obsessed over everything about it. Lee and I spent a bit of time discussing her revision and proofreading process. She takes pride in delivering a very polished manuscript and received kudos from a copy editor and a publisher. But as interesting as that was, I really, really wanted to know how long it took her to complete a project. Because between 2011 and 2015, she'd published 10 books. You had said it took a while to write your middle grade book, but Lee yes. put a number to that. I, How, what's a while? Um, months? A year? Months. Months. I would say months okay. because um, I obsessed over it. Plus, I was sort of new to the process. Like, I I would go home and, like, rewrite scene after scene after scene until I felt like it was perfect and put it away for like a week or two and then take it out and read the whole thing start to finish and then change something and then I would I had given it out to people and got feedback as a writer feedback is very important I know writers are very private people for the most part they don't like to share because they're paranoid 
but a really good writing group is essential. You have to have a good writing group. Listener, writing groups, critique groups, beta readers, call them what you will. Each of our guests have mentioned similar advice, and they're not hard to find. Lee runs a free writing group at a library. In fact, that's how I met her. YA, how long on average does it take you to write your YA novel? That one went really fast because I had one idea and the first book was, well, the first draft of the first book was written in a week. Get out of here. It's just because they kept talking. Oh, they, I, I, I just Look at you showing off here. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I, wrote just, a, I wrote it but, a week. You but understand. Then again, but then again, I have, just this, write another one. I have this other thing that has been on the back burner forever and I don't know what's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And I've had that for years, you know. That was actually based on an idea that my husband gave me. He says, oh, you should write a book about... And I went, oh, that's a good idea. Okay. So I sat down and I thought, well, what would be interesting? And like I said, there's something wrong with it. I just don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter how many times I read it, I have not figured out what it needs. Mm-hmm. So um, it depends on what it is. You know, Frogburger started out as a short story and then it became a novel that I obsessed over. But then the sequel just happened. So your first middle grade book that you self-published months, better part of a year, yeah, do you think? Yeah, I would say. The, fr- the Fractured series began with a manuscript that was born to life essentially in a week, and then there were period of revisions after that, but the first draft right. came to you in a week. Right. Uh, your erotic series novels, how long do one of those take? The first one was a challenge. I have a neighbor who likes to read erotic novels, and... I had never written one before. And is that so? Is that the genre? Because I this is the first time I'm really like talking about. It. So erotic is erotica? Romance. Is er- it erotic or erotica? Erotomance. Erotomance. This is a er- thing. Erotomance. Erotomance. Yeah, this erotomance. is a real thing. It's a real thing. Erotomance. Okay. Yeah, you know there are little tag names for everything. Okay. Next week it'll be something else. Yeah. I like. Um, and she said. I read your first one. Did you? Oh my yes. god. Well, the first one. This is the story of the first one. My neighbor um, said to me, "You're a writer." You write one of these. And I said, I don't write this. This is not my thing. Well, why not? And I said, well, because I don't write erotica. And she said, well, do it for me. And at the time, we had a neighbor who she had a crush on. And I said, okay. And so I wrote Neighbors. And it's essentially, I mean, it's not her, but it's a character based on her and based on him. The funny thing is, is I think they said maybe three words to each other just before he moved. So um, it was kind of strange you know but in my world they were together you know in all senses of the word and um I wrote that and she read it I gave it to her I said look I, I wrote it for you so you can read it you know I wasn't going to share it with him well she shared it with all her friends they all loved it and then that's when I pitched it to the um for the contest and it got published As we neared the end of my time in the WSB studios with Holly, Ashley and Lee I finally asked the big question What's it take to be a writer? It takes that you want it. No matter what your dream is, whether you want to be a writer, a dancer, a singer, the president of the United States, whatever, if you want it, you have to work for it. You have to put in for it. It's worth it. Whatever it is, it's worth it. So if, if you want to be a writer, do what you have to do and be a writer. For Lee, that means challenging herself with new genres and new ideas. That means taking a writing prompt and writing it into a career. And it means that it takes a lot of work to go from first draft to final draft. When you labor over a story and you read it over and over again like a thousand times to get it 
perfect, and then you put it away and you say, that's awful. And then you fix it again, you put it away again, and you read it again, and you say, that's awful. And you just keep doing that. Then you've become a writer. And a writer she is. Her 10th book, 15 Minutes More, was published in December 2015. It's her fifth erotomance book in two years. Published under the name Ashley Royce, it sold in bookstores and online. Not bad for a genre she never intended to write. But I'm interested in writing a very specific genre, YA. Is it possible to elbow some shelf space between Paolo Bacagalupi and Libba Bray? That's next time on Writers, Ice Cream, and a YA Firecracker with Patty Blount. Welcome to yeah. the First Timer Club. So, Pop in my cherry. Um, the, <laughs> and we will get to those novels as well. Okay. Um, <laughs>